we got a question on our podcast long time ago that was like, you kind of seem like you're a stay-at-home mom, but then you also do comedy in a TV show, and I don't really understand your life at all. <laughs> because the reality is, when I'm home, my kids are my focus, and I don't work during the day. I work at night. So, or occasionally we'll do like a sitter during the afternoons or like two to three hours so that I can get some work done, you know, when I have a lot that I need to get done because taking care of two kids all day long, a lot of times at night, I'm like, I don't want to do anything except stare into space in a quiet room where no one's touching me. So yeah, I, I would say like, I am a stay at home mom, but I also do stand up comedy and I also have a TV show and a podcast. Jenna Kim Jones is a busy person. I mean, she has a podcast and a TV show and a family. Well, I wanted to catch up with her and I knew that I couldn't just be like, hey, pal, let's hang out. You know, from one married person to another married person. Why don't we just hang out and chill and see how you're doing and you can see how I'm doing. So what did I decide? I decided let's do another episode of the Cultural Hall. Now, sure, Jenna Kim Jones was episode number three and you can find a link to that in the show notes. But how is she doing now? What is she doing now? What about going from being single to, to, to being married, to having kids, to doing a TV show, to all the things that she's got going on? It's a follow-up episode of The Cultural Hall. It's time for another episode of The Cultural Hall Man, we, we have we run out of people to interview? That's what I guess I'm asking myself the question. From episode three of the Cultural Hall, I mean, you've had a couple babies since we talked last year. You got I found a husband. Yeah, you, you got that done. You've moved several different locations. You got yeah. yourself a movie deal and a TV show since last we chatted. I'm basically the I'm pretty much the same old Richie. It's Jenna Kim Jones, everybody. I think we could both admit our lives have dramatically changed. I don't know what you would be referencing as far <laughs> as I go. Let's pick up we some recorded. of the <laughs> let's uh, let's pick up some of the pieces, right? Like uh, you did the movie, and the movie I'm referencing, you probably have done other projects, but the movie I'm referencing is Meet the Members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Classic. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's a classic title that will never die. Yeah. If we, um, if, if we went to movies, there would be no way that that could fit on the marquee out in front of, in front of the theater. Right. Yeah. Yes. Meet the Mormons came out oh, six years ago right. in October. And if you're thinking, wait a minute, I don't remember Jenna Kim Jones in that movie. No, she's not. Or very rarely, are you? What do you mean? Yeah, like we don't see you visually. You're we just hear you, right? Or am I well, remembering it correctly? In the original film, the theatrical release, I was in the movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, and then I did all the voiceover, and then I finished the movie. I conclude. I send she, you off. On she a comes. Happy she comes back on the screen, and she goes, "And I'm a Mormon," and gives a big muggy thumbs up to the mm, screen. It, yes, it used to be on Netflix. I don't think it is anymore. Um, it was on things for a while but i think you can watch the whole movie the full theatrical release on youtube okay now. okay okay uh, and, and you you had a very popular podcast which you quit i heard so i used to be sorry not sorry with jenny kim jones yeah and then my husband and i were like we because he's on the podcast with me mm -hmm. the hashtag al yeah um he and i did this podcast for a few years we loved it and then we hold on i got i have noisy is this, things is this kid stuff what's happening right now 
No, just noisy stuff that I shouldn't have on my computer. Are, pe- All right. are people pinging you because they see you're online and they no. go, Jenna, she's got time. Let's chat with her. What's I happening? No, I got no time. All my time is for the cultural hall. Okay. okay? That's you. all my time is Thank for. You. So um, what was I saying? A husband podcast. Yes. So we were sorry, not sorry with Jenny <laughs> for a few years. And then we were like, wait, we have kids now and we're not sassy at all. And actually, we're very sorry for most of our most of our life choices. Yeah. So basically, we didn't. We felt like it was just not who we were anymore. Mm-hmm. We started the podcast. We didn't have kids. We were really we were living life in Los Angeles. Now we're like settled in Georgia with two kids, and uh, we we abandoned it. We quit podcasting for a few months, actually, um, which. I'm sad we did. And at the same time, so much was going on in our lives that we really, we felt burned out. Mm -hmm. So then we relaunched, we came back as couple friends. My husband and I were your favorite couple friends that you actually never have to invite over. Oh, nice. Physically come over. We'll never ask for favors, Good. but we will be your friends every day. Our podcast is Monday through Friday. It's about a 10 to 15 minute show. And if you're not into the short format, you can listen to all five episodes on Friday. So it's a really fun uh, experience that we're doing. We love the new podcast. So you do 10 to 15 minutes every day? Mm-hmm. That, is that real? Or is it like uh, like this that I'm recording far soon before I'm actually going to publish it? Uh, it depends on the week. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's every night. Sometimes we do a bunch in a row. But we try to keep it as fresh and high energy as possible. Our podcast is family friendly, mm-hmm. not meant for kids, mm-hmm. but kids can hear it, which is something that a lot of our listeners really love because yeah. they're like, I can't listen to the soundtrack to Moana one more time in my car. I'm going to blow my brains out so they can put our podcast on, right. <laughs> have a great time, listen to the show. Um, and I mean, once in a while, I guess like... No, I mean, it's really kid friendly, yeah. but um, we like that. We're like a we we consider ourselves like a bright spot in the day. We never talk politics. It's all fun. And every day has a different theme. And like, OK, OK. There's theme days. Like what's Monday? Give me a Monday. Num num Monday. Num num. So I'm thinking food. Food. Like things Tuesday. like things that you've, you sorry, you're not going to be able to blow through this this quick. I've got questions. I know you just want to move on through the days of the week and be like, yeah, days, got it. And then after Monday comes Tuesday, Richie, and then Tuesday comes Wednesday. I got it. But nom nom. So is it? We're listening in a time when we don't know the days. Yeah. So these themes are important. Yes. Yes. I know (laughs) if we're talking about food, I know where we are in the week. All right. Right. So so Monday nom nom, is it stuff you make when you go out to eat or just anything sort of food centric? Mostly food news. Okay. Okay. What new foods are coming out? What weird food trends are happening? There are new foods coming out. Oh, <laughs> yes, constantly. Okay, you're Const- gonna like, like, you- like I've like I've tried the peanut the uh, the uh, Butterfinger uh, cups instead of Reese's. So like that I get. But are you saying that there are bigger things than my chocolate peanut butter concoctions? Well, I mean, it depends on what is important to you. Okay. Right? Okay. So, like, new flavors of things, yes. Okay. New um, selections at restaurants. I mean, the food world is always evolving. Right. But here's what I don't understand. Why would I care if you went to a restaurant in Georgia where I don't live and they have a new menu option? 
Yeah, but it's always about... fast food. It's always fast food. Okay. It's national, national oh, okay. food. Okay. National food news. Okay, that's just what I needed to know. Tuesday. Tuesdays are for listening. Okay. Tuesdays we listen to voicemails and we talk about the voicemails and uh, we love that. Yeah. How, yeah. How do I, how do I leave a voicemail for a couple of friends? You just call our number. You want me to give it to you? I'll yeah. Give it to you. Yeah. All right. Let's now let me now I let me ask it. you this: If I leave if I leave a message, will you play it? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Four zero four four seven seven four one six zero. You can call us and leave a voicemail. And actually, we just recently discovered you can also text that number, and we'll, we will get it. We'll get out. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to leave a voicemail. Can it be a death threat voicemail? Will you play that? Sure. No. I mean, honestly, that would be something new. Okay. All right. And All right. Tuesdays are for listening. Ta-da! So- <laughs> All right, so Wednesdays. I'm ready for the middle of the day. If this is hump day, this interview is over. <laughs> no, Wednesdays are all about us. Oh. We get to talk about whatever we want. Usually it ends up we're venting about what's happening in our lives or something new we've tried. Usually I will think of something during the week and think, oh, that's definitely going to make Al crazy. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I like to, you know. Poke the bear. Give, give me a li- give me a little tease. So, like, what did you recently uh, bring up on a Wednesday that would give me an idea of what you would talk about? So yesterday. Was now Wednesday. you just let everyone know it was Thursday when I'm recording this, and it won't be released on a third. No, you're fine. Oh, I am so sorry. Please forgive me. Yeah. So a long time ago, we talked about, um, we <laughs> we talked about. House Hunters. So since we started quarantine, we've been looking for different kinds of shows to watch. And we started watching House Hunters. And it's really brought out like a very judgmental side of us. Sure. When we watch. These are old episodes. They're probably, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And we're watching it and we're like, listen up, Linda. You can't have everything you want. I mean, it's very like we get really into it. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about that. And we talked about how when people get on these shows... They become, you really get a lot of demands. When you think you're buying a house, like you get weird, like, no, I have to have a guest bathroom for everyone. And then you realize, oh no, you get one bathroom mm-hmm. and you're, that's all you're going to get because you live in wherever. It's always like these crazy expensive houses that like you can't, where do you guys, where are you buying these houses anyway? So we talk about those kinds of things, things that are on my mind that probably no one else cares about. Although Wednesday I would say is one of our more popular episodes. I gotta, People- I, I gotta ask you this, um, why you would pick on poor Linda, her house has since been repossessed by the bank and she can't even make a mortgage payment yet. Don't here, so bad, okay? <laughs> yet, yet here you are. Hey, Linda, and your home and your judgments. All right. I'm cruel. Yeah. I'm cruel. Yeah. So give me Thursday. Big news Thursday. That's okay. when we cover current events. Um, usually more like of the unusual type, weird news, things that are happening that you know, you might not have heard about. Okay. So tell me, so tell me now this will really date this episode. So I'm going to ask about today since today is a Thursday. You blew that already. Yeah. Like what's, what's the big news Thursday? Uh, the in Schenectady, New York. Never heard of uh, it. It's just outside of New York city. Never heard of that either. <laughs> Boy, you need to get out. Yeah. And, um, they, uh, this woman called in to the police because she was certain she saw an alligator. Mm-hmm. And the whole town got all crazy about it. And then turns out it was just a snapping turtle. Oh, okay. So 
basically the theme was quarantine is ruining us and we really need to get out more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you think an alligator is or a snapping turtle is an alligator and vice versa, yeah. that's things are things are rough. Yeah, uh, that was one of the news of Belgium. They're asking people to eat more French fries because they got too many potatoes. People mm. aren't eating enough. So that was exciting news. Um, then we talked a little bit about sports trying to make a comeback. The NBA is going to start practicing, but only four people can practice at a time and they can't touch and coaches aren't allowed. Right. And um, it seems like how do you practice basketball? Yeah, when- that's not basketball. And and NASCAR, rest assured, NASCAR is coming back. They're going to do the races, but you can't be in the stands to watch the NASCAR. It'll be on TV. Yeah, I don't know. I know. And golf, golfers are concerned because when they come back, they might not be able to have a caddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they going to do? Carry their own clubs? Gross. I know. Uh, what is <laughs> the the uh, the image of someone using hand sanitizer in the cup when they go to grab the ball? That's pretty great. They're like. Right. <laughs> Got it. That's the kind of news we cover. Really mm. hot topics, important stuff. Mm, mm. And then Fridays. Fantastic Fridays are topics sent in by listeners. Huh. So like mm-hmm. since since we've already again, like I said, today is Thursday. Tomorrow mm-hmm. will be a Friday. What are you mm-hmm. talking about tomorrow? <sighs> That's a good question since we've already recorded it. Oh, uh, <laughs> We, um, what did we talk about tomorrow? These are really good questions. I like that you said, what did we talk about tomorrow? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, A listener sent in and asked us to talk about the difference between uh, an alligator and a snapping turtle. (laughs) Popcorn chicken and chicken nuggets. That was one of the topics. Um, And then another topic we got sent in recently. Actually, I can't remember, but we got a whole bunch of new topics sent in last night because I sent out a tweet. And so I've got I've got a ton of topics for the next few Fridays. Well, and it's an interesting thing when we get into the popcorn chicken, uh, you know, that that whole thing. Popcorn chicken, as I understand it, there's no meat in popcorn chicken. There is actually. Okay. The distinction supposedly is that it's actually uh, just leftover pieces of chicken. Mm. So they might be smaller pieces. Mm -hmm. Chicken nuggets is chicken that was squished together and formed to make a certain shape. Yeah, to, to to make the actual nugget shape. Yeah. So if you have actually like breaded cutlets of chicken, what are we calling those? Are those fingers? <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, Chick Fil A would call those chicken strips. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, I I try to go by Chick Fil A because you know, it's religion. So. Uh. <laughs> We're literally, actually, if you ask around, around here in Georgia, they call it the Lord's Chicken. Yeah, well, so, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> Going to the Lord's Chicken like we call BYU. Let me ask you about that. Uh, you're, you're being in Georgia, you're quarantining, and the whole nation yeah. is like, don't screw this up, Georgia. Oh, I know, I know. Well, I've already been bowling, so that's, I'm just kidding. You, you they, just, you just couldn't take, probably. you couldn't take another moment of not bowling. You're like want foot fungus and a virus give me both (laughs) yeah bring it on now please let's see how my immune system's doing uh no i don't know what's going to happen but yeah our stay at home our shelter in place ends this week Mm -hmm. and salons are opening um basically all the stores that other people are not opening we are opening yeah yeah 
I know that Texas is ending their shelter in place as well, but it seems like they're opening all the stores that we are not. And we're opening all the stores that they are not. And now it's a real, you know, what's going to happen? I don't know. Yep. It's a bunch of scientists going, eh, we'll see. We can expand Georgia or Texas. We'll let everybody I, else. It's this whole thing is crazy. It's just crazy. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't really have an opinion. My life, uh, my work is not probably not going to be starting up anytime soon. And so I think that pretty much we're just staying home. Now, when you talk about your work, are you talking about your work on Random Acts, the television show? Yeah, I don't know when Random Acts will start. And I'm talking about stand-up comedy because um, I haven't had any shows since late February. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have shows booked for late June, early July, but I I have no idea what's going to happen. If they're in any cities that isn't in Georgia, just kiss those suckers goodbye. That, well, Texas is one of them. Okay, and- okay. Carolina is the other. And so I'm like, well, I just don't know. I just don't know. Because the reality is I keep thinking about comedy clubs and going like, even if they are allowed to open, they're only going to be able to have a certain amount of people there. And is that enough people for them to even make enough money? I, I, I don't, I, I, and are, is anybody going to even want to go? Because we're all kind of scared. We've, mm-hmm. we've been scared constantly for two, three months now. So I don't know. I was supposed to do a comedy special in April and luckily the location we wanted, things just weren't feeling right. And by February, my husband and I kind of went like, maybe we need to just postpone till the fall or October. Like we were starting to say these later and later dates. And suddenly I'm like, oh, thank goodness we did not feel good about it or else we would have been, we would have lost a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Inspired perhaps even. Perhaps. I hope. I don't know. I mean, it was, I just am so grateful we did not go through. We were trying to do a special in New York City. Oh, wow. It's interesting also when you consider uh, the the comedy club thing. Um, Like not only will people feel like laughing, will they not feel like laughing? Uh, The dynamics of having um, people, like if you're there with a date, you're obviously sitting there with your date or your spouse or whatever, but then you have to be six feet away from the next group of people. Like trying to to entertain in that dynamic, though, is the point I'm getting across. Like so much of laughter is contagious and contagion with the people, and I use that term intentionally, is contagion with the people right directly around you that the stand-up comedians, I don't, I don't envy that position at all for the remainder of 2020. Exactly. It will be so weird, so weird to have everyone spaced out like that. And you're right. It's harder to get laughs in that way because people feel more uncomfortable. They feel like I'm the only one laughing and that makes me feel weird. And I don't want to be alone in this. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to just my year and see I miss it I miss doing stand-up I have not a lot booked this summer but I just got booked for a gig in September so they're being super optimistic Uh, so we'll see are you doing any of the stuff where you lend to it online I know I've seen DJs go online and musicians going online are you are you telling jokes on the zoom calls for people to get in on to me this is such a tricky one I can't imagine anything more um, awkward for a comedian. Yeah. (laughs) I have done, we used to do this segment on the old podcast um, called Jenna's Joke Corner. 
Mm-hmm. The whole point of it was that I always complained that a hashtag gal was a terrible audience member because he's the kind of person that when he hears something funny, he does not laugh out loud. He does not LOL. He just goes, oh, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, he's just the worst. <laughs> and I say that as a loving wife who loves my husband. So he doesn't like to laugh out loud. So we used to do this Jenna's joke corner where I would tell jokes and like, he wouldn't laugh, but he'd be like, Oh, that was pretty good. Or, and it was this whole bit we would do, but even that was hard. And it was a joke. Like it wasn't supposed to necessarily be funny. And it was kind of to fail, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So to like be sincere and be like, I really want to make people laugh by myself in this room. It feels um, difficult. I, but I, I see stand-ups doing it, so maybe that will be me in a few months when I'm desperate. And I'm like, fine, I'm going to do all my new material. <laughs> I, I like the idea of that because it can be like, yeah, who's with me? Go ahead and leave that in the comments, and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll know if you're with me or not. That sounds great. It's so hard. And like you tell a joke, and you're like waiting for the comments. Yeah. What well, they like, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> what do we think, guys? <laughs> hearts, hearts means you loved it. Give me hearts if you loved it. I'm sweating here, but I see other standups doing it. So I don't want to say like, oh, what a terrible idea. It's not a terrible idea. I just, I guess I'm not that brave yet. Or maybe I'm just not at that place where I feel ready to do that. Yeah. Or some would say desperate enough in some situations. Like I I do. I see some people that are entertainers and that can't be fulfilled without entertaining. And it's no sort of slight necessarily. Maybe I met it a little bit of a slight but uh, that they just are so desperate for that outward, you're great, that they, they, can't, they can't live without it. I think some of like the really big celebrities, you, I feel that more from, you know, where they're like, wow, you are going live on Instagram a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I really hope that that is filling whatever void that you might be feeling right now. So many Instagram lives. Dear Kardashian, are you okay? Jenna Kim Jones. Uh, I also, since I know that you'll end up um, switching to the online uh, and then uh, eventually into the clubs, I want to give you a, a couple pieces of material if, oh, yeah. if if I can. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, there's got to be, I, I figure, an app that can help you out with this that like throttles back your internet service so when you're just eating it in your comedy routine you can hit the button and then it like slowly buffers out your thing and then you can just disconnect right it's going to be a valuable tool that's good yeah yeah, that's yeah. Good. J- just to consider that and then when we when we finally get into the clubs uh you can go ahead and just just keep this because it's not only uh hilarious number one it's also educationable educationable educational that's actually going to go in my bit okay yeah, go yeah. Ahead. it's educational uh, about the bible which people will love so i don't know how you work it in and i know people that are comedians love it but you can just come in i'm jenna kim jones hey what are you saving that seat there for elijah oh you too oh elijah's over here huh <laughs> yeah definitely Listen. definitely and, and then when they don't get it, you can tell them the story of Elijah. And here's oh. the best part. They'll be so hard up for entertainment, they won't care. They'll like it. That's right. I always wonder, are they going to put a spit guard up between the comedian and the stage? Because I got to be honest, once in a while, 
a little bit of spit flies off of me, you know? Right, right. Well, the thing is, I don't know why even pre-COVID, why that didn't exist. <laughs> That's a good point. Now that we think about it. Yep. Kind of nasty. We put them around a salad, but people? No, no, no. We can't, we can't protect people from spit. God bless our salads. You got to sit in the splash zone. That's yeah. exciting. Okay. <laughs> Every show by Jenna Kim Jones comes with a poncho. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's take a break real quick and come back in the second block. I want to talk about, uh, about how being married to the worst audience member ever is and what other things like that are about. We'll come back and do that in the second block of the Cultural Hall. This is Kurt Frankum from Leading Saints, and I'd like to take a moment to visit the back row of the Culture Hall to let you know of an incredible virtual conference we are putting together. Have you ever had a deep desire to make room for LGBTQ Latter-day Saints in your local ward and community, but don't know the first step? Or maybe you've served in a leadership position and you want to set a strong example of inclusion, but aren't quite sure where to start. In order to help, we are putting together the LGBT Saints Virtual Summit in order to help Latter-day Saints better minister to our LGBTQ brothers and sisters. We've selected more than 20 presenters who have professional experience, personal stories, and leadership perspectives who will help all of us be better prepared to minister to LGBT Latter-day Saints. This is a great conference for family, friends, and ward members of LGBTQ individuals. It begins September 8th, and you can register by texting the word LEAD to 474747 or visit leadingsaints.org slash LGBT. Again, text the word LEAD to 474747 or visit leadingsaints.org slash LGBT. Time for the second block of the Cultural Hall. You know, I love Jenna Kim Jones, and if you would like to be able to see the video when I interviewed her, uh, you have to be a Patreon saint of the Cultural Hall. It's as simple as going to patreon.com slash the Cultural Hall. We don't do videos for every single one, but you can sure as shoot and bet that we're doing one for this one. And, um, well, it's not too late. You can go into uh, patreon.com slash the Cultural Hall, be able to see it. You also, if you become a Patreon saint, get to be a part of that secret but not sacred Facebook group. Uh, where it's like-minded people who all love the Cultural Hall. They converse, they chat, chitty-chatty. Uh, we'd love to have you be a part of that. Again, it's patreon.com slash Hall. Jenna Kim Jones, looked like for a while there you weren't ever going to get married. Listen, uh, I, well, I was 26 when I got married. Hey, uh, yeah. But I was in the same singles ward my whole adult life. So eight years in the same singles ward does make you feel like you might never get married. <laughs> well, you, well, you just see a bunch of people that you've made friends with, right? And then they leave and then a new crop come in and then they leave. Yeah. By the time you're like 22, 23, you're not like, eh, there's like new, younger, prettier girls that have come in. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And yes. Kind of like, oh, well, she's been here a while. And I have actually had one experience. It was probably my seventh year in the ward and my I had a bishop. He, you know, wasn't my bishop anymore. He left New York. He moved back to New York, got called into the stake high council and came to speak in our ward. And he's like, wow, you know, I was bishop here a long time ago. And it's just really nice. There's so many new faces. Like I don't recognize anybody except, except you, Jenna, <laughs> you're still here. Great. So when that happened, I really became the old lady in the ward. <laughs> 
so how is it that uh, how is it that you met uh, that husband, that hubby of yours? Well, I had to outsource. I found him in Chicago. Okay, he was Chicago singles ward, and um, I had mutual friends in that Chicago area. And one year, we ended up doing a big weekend in Rhode Island where we invited people from Chicago, D.C., Boston, New York. You know how you do. Yeah. A little, little fun little singles event. Yeah. Uh, and we met there, although it, we didn't really hit it off there. Yeah. Um, he- so, sort of sort of meh, right? Like meh, meh, meh. Well, I mean, it was, yeah, we were, it was a hurricane was coming up the East Coast that weekend. Mm. Um, we lost all power showers. If you needed to flush the toilet, you had to take a bucket, you know, and that was only if you were going to do some business, <laughs> you didn't want to waste the water. Sure. So if you went to get the bucket, everybody knew. Yeah. Good for you. Hey, you. get the bucket and light a match. <laughs> and so, uh, it wasn't my, mo- I mean, we all had like, you know, the braids, looking a little more like a compound kind of situation. (laughs) It was not great. Um, So we talked a little bit through the weekend, but I had heard about him from these mutual friends like, oh, there's this guy, we all love him and he's so wonderful and I want to date him. And so he was kind of the hot ticket item. Uh, And I stayed away from him because I had friends that were really into him. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if that's some kind of girl code or whatever, but yeah, it's a lady code. I, it's a lady I, code. I tried to respect that, but I thought he was interesting enough and like, oh yeah, he seems nice. We were the same age, which I hadn't met a guy my same age in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Usually they were either significantly older than me or like so young, they were still going to go on a mission kind of age range. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I, I was like, wow, we're the same age. That's so weird. Um, Marry so me. Sort of interesting to me, but at the end of the weekend, he kind of, he was leaving. He, he traveled full time for his work and, and he wanted to get out of there and fly back to his work. And, uh, he found like a hotel he was going to go stay in by the airport that had power. So he was taken off and he kind of cornered me and was like, Hey, if I fly to New York city, can I take you on a date? And I'm like, Oh, well, I haven't been that nice to you this weekend. Are you sure you want to take me on a date? You're looking behind your shoulder. You're like, wait, is this, wait, is he? It really felt like that. So we ended up, I thought to myself, I'll say yes, but there's no way this guy's going to fly to New York and take me on a date. You know, mm-hmm. like, so I said, sure. Yeah. If you fly to New York, <laughs> uh, we'll definitely go out. Um, not thinking I would hear from him ever again. So a month later, guess who flew to New York? He flew to New York. We went on a date and it was like the most fun I'd had on a date ever. And we just started, we would Skype every single night and, uh, we traveled back and forth as much as we could afford to see each other on weekends. Mm -hmm. And actually for his job, since he traveled full time, they didn't care where he went on the weekend. Hmm. Um, so he would often fly to New York. And then on other weekends I would fly to Chicago and I didn't have any money. I was crazy poor at the time and he had so many sky miles or whatever miles he was using that he would just pay for a ticket for me with miles which saved my life and actually thanks to the single scene the apartment he rented in chicago there was an apartment of girls who lived like 10 floors above him in his singles ward so when i would come visit for the weekend i would stay with the girls and it was like this 
perfect situation that we, you know, fell into. Anyway, so we dated for a little less than a year and got married. Nice. Liking it? You like it so far? Oh, yeah. We will be married for eight years in July. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. And you got like 100 kids, right? Yep. Yep. Two, but feels like 100. (laughs) Boy and a girl, right? Two girls. Ah, I thought it was a boy and a girl. I'm sorry. Girls have boy names. I named them. Well, we one is Samantha, one is Dylan, but we call them Sam and Dylan. Sure. And people are often like, so you gave them? I'm like, no, those names are for everyone. Okay. Any name is for everyone. There's a a Today Show weather girl named Dylan, and she's like super cute. And I actually saw that her name was Dylan when I was pregnant with Dylan. They're like, that's a cute name. And then I looked around and there were tons of other cute girl Dylans and it just felt right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll hate you for that when they're older. You know that, right? No, but they're so cute. Sam and Dylan. It's such a cute, so cute. Yeah. I'm looking forward to their YouTube channel in the future where it's Sam and Dylan, sisters and best friends. We're the best friends that you don't even have to hang out with because we're sisters. So we've got each other. That's right. Just like couple friends. It's perfect. Oh, no. I Listen, perfect I, I do my research. I do my research. Uh, yeah, that's that's a fascinating thing to to do that sort of cross country uh, link up and have that work out. You hear about that happening a bunch, but you never hear about it really working out. Uh, it was we were it was the perfect circumstances because we were able to see each other a lot. We, we didn't miss very many weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really helped. And with Skype, it was great. We would just talk every night as much as we could. Um, I kind of loved it. I felt like because we had to communicate really well, we learned very early in our relationship, how to talk to each other and how to communicate how we were feeling. Um, and then it made weekends really fun because we got to see each other and, do cool things. And I got to learn a new city. I had never been to Chicago before. So I got to know Chicago on a new level, which I loved. And he'd never been to New York. So I got to show him New York. Then when we got married, we just felt like both cities had sort of been our cities of our single life and we wanted a new adventure. So we, uh, the week we got married, we just drove straight to California and moved into our apartment and started a life in Los Angeles. Hmm. And then Georgia, of course, that's the next natural step after L.A. The thing is, we only do cross-country moves. Yeah. So you only have a few. <laughs> um, we left California after five years feeling like we don't have to be in California anymore. And we wanted to find a place that was great for our kids and great for our careers. And Georgia just was perfect for all of it. It's crazy. That that up-and-coming uh, stand-up comedy hubbub and uh and hotbed uh of georgia for sure yeah well actually there is tons of entertainment here which is cool secondly i live 20 minutes from the airport and that is what was tough getting tough about la nothing was keeping me in la i was traveling Mm -hmm. and so since being here in georgia and i do random acts and i do stand-up like living this close to an airport that has a bazillion flights well did have a million flights um, was so helpful. 
Well, and you so. bet you and you bring up uh, Random Axe. So let's take a quick second to uh, tell people if they don't know what Random Axe is. And then I got some questions I want to ask you about that coming back in the third block of the Cultural Hall. Random Axe first, please. Sure. Random Axe is a TV show on BYU TV. Um, it's a feel good prank show where we do nice things for people. We surprise them. Um, they kind of pranks that pay it forward. Really nice things. We are, there's two segments in the show. The first one is sort of like a fun man on the street where we do something kind of crazy and and different and always resulting in a good deed for someone else. Mm-hmm. And the second part of the show, we highlight a specific individual who was nominated by maybe a viewer or friends or whatever. Um, they nominate people to be on the show. And usually, I mean, the stories range. We've, we've had people who were sick to people who'd lost loved ones to people who... Um, just our amazing individuals who are constantly serving and we do something awesome for them. We've remodeled kitchens. We've taken plane rides. We've done race cars. We've done trips, giant pinatas. I mean, all kinds of like things that you don't really think about normally, but we have so much fun doing it. So I've only been on the show for two seasons. I feel very lucky to be part of it, but I absolutely love it. And the show's been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah, there's five seasons of the show. I started season four and season five, which just finished airing. And now you can watch all the episodes online. Or you can download the BYU TV app. That's right. It's all free. Yeah. Stream it all while you got the time. Let's take a break and come back in the third block of the Cultural Hall. Hey, this is Dan the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. It's our ultra-mega back-to-school blowout sale. We have hundreds of thousands of dollars of ultra-high-quality laptops and desktops on sale for up to 50% off the original prices. We've got demos, scratch and dents, trade-ins, and funny-colored computers. It's crazy! Remember, you get a lifetime service guarantee on any PC Laptops brand computer. That means if you mess up your Windows or you get a virus or spyware, it's covered forever. Got an old yucky computer? No problem. We'll take it in on trade and we'll transfer all your pictures, music, and all your stuff to your PC Laptops computer for free. When you get your computer from PC Laptops, we'll make sure you're taken care of for a lifetime. To make it impossible to resist, we're doing 12 months special financing on any PC Laptops desktop or laptop computer. Have I lost my mind? Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the third block of the Cultural Hall, let me have you get in contact with us. Do you like Jenna Kim Jones? You love what she's talking about? You want to hear more from her or other great guests? Maybe you have a guest suggestion. We'd always love to hear from you. It is contact at theculturalhall.com or you can uh, get on touch, uh, get online and t- get in touch with us there at the cultural hall on all of the social medias or... You know, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you have been given the phone number where you can text the Cultural Hall. Again, just a tease there. 
Uh, Jenna, so you work for the BYU TV. Uh, people know that you are a used to be Mormon, now member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Right. Do you find a tremendous amount of pressure being in the spotlight for being part of the faith to adhere to it, to be an example? Um, I I actually don't feel pressure about like adhering to it or being an example, but I do feel that sometimes. Um, it's difficult because uh, there's just people um, might look at you a little bit differently. Or what do you mean? Do you mean? Um, well, when I started, like when I was in Meet the Mormons, um, sometimes I would I received a little bit of heat. Like, why would they pick a girl who does stand up comedy and works at a TV show? Because I at the time I was working at The Daily Show with Jon Stewart in New York City, and I got a little bit of flack from members of the church saying, why would you pick someone who works in, you know, uh, for lack of better words, like a liberal t Hollywood type show? A filthy industry. That's what they wanted to say. A filthy industry. Sure. Why would you pick someone who works in that? Is that a bad example? Uh, you know, she does stand up comedy with people who say, you know, who use bad language and curse. You know, maybe she's not a good example. And I, I felt like that was a little unfair. Um, I, I was a member of the church. I went to church every Sunday. I got married in the temple. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Not that I need to tell people that. I don't. Right. Uh, but I did. I, have, I felt a little defensive about that because I, I did receive a little more, more negativity from members of the church than I expected. So that was really the only thing that to me was slightly disappointing, but truly most people are fantastic. And I, I don't feel that much pressure just because I, I've been very, I think very open about that in my career from the very beginning. And I did work in TV for a long time as the only member of the church. So I just kind of got used to it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, used to that sort of attention. And it doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all now. Um, and I don't really, I try not to let there be pressure. Do you know what, if any, uh, the church as a, as like a, as a whole or those that were in charge of the projects that you were involved in, if they responded to any of those critics saying, who is this liberal, you know, whatever, whatever. Oh, well, the only reason I know is that, you know, I was approached by, by people, you know, working in the production saying like, you know, some people have said these things about you. And we hope that that doesn't bother you. We love you. Um, you know, I, I, and I appreciated them telling me so that I didn't get like blindsided by it, you know, or at some point. But like I said, overall, very positive experience that it was just a little bit surprising to see some negativity in like, why would you pick her when like, why? I, I guess I just, why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm sure I don't expect everyone to like me. I have never expected everyone to like me because that's just not normal. Yeah. There will always be people who don't like me and that is totally fine. I've read the YouTube comments. Trust <laughs> me. Plenty of people who don't like me and I'm okay with that. But I guess the reasoning for not liking me was a surprise. Like it's not based on my performance or who I am or the type of person that I try to put out there. It was based on kind of like well, you don't know, you have never, you've never heard my stand-up comedy yeah. and you don't know what I do for the TV show. So that was always like, oh, well, that's kind of weird. 
Uh, if you want a good list of those people that don't like you, we actually um, started a petition at change.org about the things that we would really like if you wouldn't mind changing. Um, <laughs> we have put those we have put those together and everyone you, we made it so you can't sign anonymously. So if you'd go like ahead. if if you would like that list, that's a, a great resource for you. Honestly, that's great. I, I, I like let's just be open about it. Yeah. You know, you make me fine. Big deal. Uh, do you get? I, I would imagine that you probably don't get this in LA, uh, but would maybe in Georgia uh, that you are some sort of you know, and I'm air quoting for people that can see this, but also so you can see it. Um, you are uh, on some level a famous person in the ward, and if there is something that I have learned um, with my change of day job, like we members of the church glom on to a famous person that happens to be active in the church in the biggest way. Do you see that? I, you know, when I first moved here to Georgia, there was the like, oh, uh, like I remember sitting in Relief Society because, you know, I didn't have a calling at yet. I was brand new. And there were some women like talking in the corner, like, you know, whisper, whisper, whisper. And then afterward, one of them came up to me and was like, are you that girl from this or that? Are you Jen Kim Jones? So uh, there's a little bit of that, but I try really, really hard not to uh, give off any of that. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> like, fame is not, um, I'm not, like, I don't, I don't want people to think I'm cool. I never want ever to think like, I don't care about it. So I try to be just like as normal as possible. And uh, I don't feel like I'm famous at all. So uh, I don't know if I answered that, but I, it makes, see, I'm like uncomfortable even talking about right. the idea that I could be a famous person. <laughs> well, so let me ask you this because um, I, I think it's sort of an interesting look and could maybe speak to it. If I'm meeting you in the ward and I say, Hey, Jenna, what do you, what do you, do you work? Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll say, oh, I'm a comedian. Okay. But uh, yeah, because I, I do like I am excited that I've turned my career into what it is like. I, I'm excited about that. But I do. I mean, it's like, you know, we got a question on our podcast long time ago that was like, you kind of seem like you're a stay at home mom, but then you also do comedy in a TV show. And I don't really understand your life at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When I'm home, my kids are my focus and I don't work during the day. I work at night. Uh, so or occasionally we'll do like a sitter during the afternoons or like two to three hours so that I can get some work done. You know, when I have a lot that I need to get done, because taking care of two kids all day long, a lot of times at night, I'm like, I don't want to do anything except stare into space in a quiet room mm -hmm. where no one's touching me. So that it's just. So, yeah, I, I would say, like, I am a stay-at-home mom, but I also do stand-up comedy, and I also have a TV show and a podcast. Or it's yeah. not my show, but I help on a TV show. It, it, it's an interesting thing uh, about that, and I'll never forget, and there's a Mormon connection, so I feel like I can d b not only drop this name, but also tell this story. Um, one of the, I think the guitarist in Arcade Fire, I think he is uh, a member of the church or used to be a member of the church. Some some sort of odd connection, right? Again, we glom onto anyone who even got <laughs> close to a church ever. And uh, I remember interviewing him the day after Arcade Fire won the Grammys. 
and we were talking to him and saying, oh, congratulations, you know, hey, and then you sort of hear some no- noise in the background, uh, and, and we're like, hey, what, what, what was all that about? Now, remind you, this is the day after he won a Grammy or several Grammys. He's like, oh, yeah, no, that was just my wife telling me that I was in charge of the kids for the next couple of hours because she had to leave. And I just was like, yeah, just I mean, everybody's got the things that they have to do. I love that. And that and that's kind of like and even last year, my girls traveled with me so much because they're so young. They're two and four. My daughter's in like a pre preschool. She starts preschool in the fall. So she was in this like little school where they didn't care if she showed up or not. And so we would I took them with me Mm -hmm. on the road and we would go to do random acts. We would go to do stand up. And I loved having them with me because I got to do the mom thing, but then I also got to do the work, which I find extremely fulfilling. Um, And so I I feel I was very lucky to have actually, I mean, we would have been traveling the last little bit too, but you know, Corona's really messing with all of our lives. But um, so I, I've been fortunate to be able to like blend it all in together a lot I will be sad when they start school and you can't drag, I can't drag them with me everywhere. <laughs> Do you think that'll change to where you won't go around as much or you'll go with more intention when you go or will it just, Hey Al, you're taking the kids cause mom's gone. I think even now I have to pick and choose like my, I don't have, I can't go out every weekend. I can't go and do as much stand up as I want. Um, I just can't. That's just, it's just impossible. So I've already had to cut back. And I think once they start school, I will have to figure out a new system. And, and that's sort of how it's been my whole career is like, I was single and living in New York and doing stand up every night and loving it. And then I got married and moved to Los Angeles and blew up my life because I didn't have any connections in LA. I didn't know what stand up was like in LA. And suddenly all of my single material didn't work anymore because I was a married person <laughs> And I was like, shoot, what do I do? And I had to reboot my career again. And then I had kids and I didn't know if anyone would ever hire me again because that's how you feel after you have a baby. You go like, I don't know if I can do this. (laughs) (laughs) And I got hired again and then I had to revamp everything and rewrite and evolve. And um, when Random Acts came along, that was a surprise. that was great. And I loved it. But again, I had to go like, okay, how much random acts can I do? How much TV can I do? I mean, stand up can I do? And again, had to evolve and go with it. it, so. it yeah, It's an interesting thing that, uh, I mean, we talk about it all the time within the church, but I think just within life where we're like, yeah, I got this great plan. And God's like, oh. <laughs> so funny how that kind of stuff works out. So I just want to pick up a couple things that you said. Um, first of all, you said, uh, that your daughter will be going to um, preschool in the fall. Um, no, she won't. That you guys will be in the second wave of corona in Georgia. So I just want you to have that plan ready because no, you're not. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. Mm. I mean, Georgia doesn't know science. So Stop. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just trying to be optimistic. Okay. I, I Yeah. There is so much, I'm, I won't speak any further, but there is so much about just human beings within the coronavirus and the things that people choose to do that I'm just like, maybe, maybe, maybe it wouldn't be so bad if like I just died. Like maybe that wouldn't be so bad. Oh, 
No, we need you. Okay. okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll stick around. And then the second thing is you mentioned also with your daughter's preschool, just make sure that even though uh, the pre-preschool got canceled, make sure that you have um, the overly decorated, Pinterest-worthy pre-pre-preschool graduation because otherwise how how will how will she ever how will she ever survive oh that's a great idea pre preschool graduation i love it listen i'm taking all activities they're all on the table right now because we got a lot of time to fill i didn't realize like how much time we spent with friends and school and extracurriculars until this happened and all of a sudden i'm like wait a minute i'm like i am the extracurricular activity now and this is this is more than I can handle. <laughs> uh, what else? What else is coming up? You said uh, you've got the random acts. You've got some some comedy. Kids will go back to school. <laughs> what else? Well, I mean, we're going to move forward with the new comedy special. It'll just depend when um, I'm excited about it. We're going to film it. Well, so it'll be audio and video. And uh, I can't wait because I've been working on new material. Um so we'll see what happens. I know there are a few other uh, comedians that are members of the church. Ryan Hamilton comes to mind. Steve Solberg comes to oh. mind. Mm -hmm. uh, are there other ones, maybe newer ones that we should keep an eye for that that sort of toe the church line that people would be like, oh, that'd be good. Oh, I should mention Keith Stubbs, who was, uh, you know, episode 20. He's a longtime uh, not only comedian, but also comedy club owner. But are there others we should know? Um, I really think Jordan Macon is funny. He's a Utah. He lives in Utah um, and he does a lot of comedy. He has a dry bar comedy special and um, I've performed with him a few times. I actually had him on my podcast because he was one of the proud owners of a um, Olive Garden pasta pass and I needed to understand what that was all about. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's hilarious. He's, so I would check him out if you're if you're into the clean comedy scene. I think he's really great. Cool. Okay. I'll give him a, a, a listen to uh, pretending, of course, that he wasn't my intern for seven months because I actually know oh him. God, really? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I worked with him. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Very, very funny. I uh, I uh, DJed his first wedding to his first wife. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And, and, since, and since we're going there and why not? Because that's how this stuff goes. I remember... Um, as they were leaving or as we just went out to the dance floor, uh, he had me play or his friend had me play Gold Digger. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the mother-in-law, so his ex-wife's mom, was livid. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, you can hire me at bestdjinutah.com. Would love to do that for you and for your family. Um. I know this is a per, uh, a personal question of which I have no right to ask, but what do I do? But these kind of questions, you know what it is. This is what people ask you at church every Sunday when we're talking about kids. Are we are we going to multiply and replenish the earth, or are we good with two? Uh, time will tell. You yeah. know, uh, that New York life is rough on this old. I call myself Old Bones Jones, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I would. We had, I don't want to bring down the mood, but we, I was pregnant last summer and had a miscarriage, mm. um, that kind of rocked my world for a little bit. I was surprised by it and 
we had two pregnancies that were just like great and easy and they were back to back. And so I thought like, well, I'm invincible. <laughs> Nothing will happen to me. Um, and then we had a, I had a miscarriage, um, last end of August, maybe, or mm. last August time. And that kind of slowed everything down. And now, I mean, I, I, I'm open to it. I'll just answer it that way. Right. I'm open. I, yeah. I mean, I, I have had a kid and I did, I wasn't even there for the fun part, the conception. I just got in third quarter. Right. Um, right. and so I, I, my, like kudos for me for anyone that has more than a kid, but, but the, uh, the idea of, um, expecting a child and then no longer expecting a child. Like I, I can't even, you know, like I, I look at like my dad who is perfectly healthy and young and the thought of him not being around, like that's the closest thing that I can sort of attach to. And that just absolutely destroys me. So I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was a surprise. And yeah, I, I, um, it was a real bummer. And so I don't, I don't want to, you know, bring down the mood, but yes. So we were trying and we'll see what happens. Yeah. 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 I, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's it's more common. That's the other thing that I've sort of learned about it as well yeah. is that it is more common, and 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 different people, you know, they come on the other side of it, and they're like, "Oh, we're so glad that we tried again because now we've got this child." And then other people who are just like, "I cannot go there again." Right. Yeah, I I think it'll be interesting to see what happens for our family, um, but yeah, it definitely opened my eyes to wow, so many women have gone through this, and I'm surprised how so many women don't talk about it. Hmm. Um, because it is hard it is, and it's hard to talk about cause it's sad. Um, but I'm grateful. I, I posted about it a few weeks after it happened on my Instagram and was just like overwhelmed. Cause at first I wasn't even sure I would share as right. well. Like, well, I'm kind of going through this and whatever, but I shared and I was floored by how many messages I got and comments from people just like, we've been there, you know, um, I understand. I just, it was really cool. It was one of those cool moments where social media like did something good, yeah. you know, <laughs> and not just because I did it. I'm saying people out there did something good for me where, you know, cause sometimes you leave Instagram and you're like, well, I feel worse than yeah. ever. <laughs> but, but, but actually people mourning with those that mourn. Yes. For like, and, and it was kind of a great experience. Yeah. There are three questions, as you know, though it's been several years uh, that we ask everyone who steps into the culture. All first question is, is do you have a calling right now? And if so, what is it? I am primary president. Are you really? I am. Yes. <laughs> How do you do that and travel on the weekend? I have really great counselors mm -hmm. and I really try to be home as much as I can. Okay. If you could pick a calling for yourself, either one that exists or make one up, what would you pick? Uh, a social media coordinator <laughs> for, at the ward level, the stake yeah, level. What are we doing at the ward level? No, I don't want that. Um, I, I will probably, people will probably not like me for this answer, but I, I've only been in presidencies since I got married. Okay. I'm, I'm not complaining either. I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, I, but I had a brief stint after I had my daughter, Samantha, where I was released and I got to be a Sunday school teacher and I'm surprised how much I enjoyed it. Hmm. So maybe, 
Yeah, I would do Sunday school again. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the last question we leave up to your own interpretation, but that question is: What is your favorite part of your faith? Oh, I like this. Um, I've thought a lot about this because I have spent a lot of time. I, you know, I grew up in the church. I moved to Utah when I was about eight, and I left when I was eighteen to go to college in New York City. And I've spent a lot of time in my 18 years and older age thinking about the church, being part of the church, being uh, made fun of because I was part of the church, uh, receiving all kinds of feedback because I'm a member of the church. And I think I always come back to I really love our faith's understanding of the Savior and who he is. And to me, like, what we learn about Jesus Christ and what we teach in our faith about him makes the most sense to me. Mm. And the atonement feels so um, like tangible to me because of what we believe. Like I like that. I, I have this access to the savior in a different way than I see in other religions. Um, and I like that. Mm. If that, does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go there with you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> a little more of a serious answer from a comedian, but yeah. uh, that is how I feel. Uh, I'm just glad that um, you didn't answer it like Steve Solberg did. Speaking of him and other comedians, he thought I said face and he said, oh, my eyes. I think my favorite part of my That's, face. I love Steve. Steve is amazing. He is so funny. Uh, no, I went serious for you. I mean, other parts of my faith, I enjoy a good linger longer, you sure. know. Sure. Great, you know, uh, you know, spontaneous testimonies that are unexpected on Fast Sunday. You know, I, there's all the goodies, all the fun stuff. But when it comes down to it, I do, I do appreciate what we teach about the Savior. When we go back to church and uh, and everyone sort of convenes again, I'm going to not show up for a couple weeks because I could really use some cookies. Yeah, right? Yep. We're great great bakers. Yeah. yeah. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you will be healthy enough to listen next week, and that when the time comes, you will be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really 